Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And in artificial intelligence news, artificial intelligence now has governing rules. The first of its kind, the Artificial Intelligence Act coming out of the EU. This is actually important legislation that may set the trend for the entire world. So let's dive into this. And I'm using the Associated Press as a backdrop that had a pretty concise and easy write-up on this. Now, here's what's going on. The EU negotiators closed a deal this past Friday on the world's first comprehensive artificial intelligence rules, which basically paved the way for legal oversight of artificial intelligence technology that has promised basically to transform everyday life. You know, we've seen obviously a huge amount of that with chat GPT, integration of AI. It's the buzzword across the entire tech industry, but it also has created warnings of existential danger. How many times have I made the Terminator joke, you know, on this uh, radio show slash podcast slash video? You know, it's, it's one of my go-tos because quite frankly, it is a really good allegory. Now with that, Negotiators from the European Parliament and the bloc's 27-member countries overcame large differences on controversial points, including generative AI and police use of facial recognition surveillance, basically to sign a tentative political agreement for the Artificial Intelligence Act. Now, the eventual law will not fully take place until 2025 at the earliest and threatens stiff financial penalties for violations of up to 35 million euros, which is 38 million US, or 7% of a company's global turnover. That's actually larger than GDPR. And so with that, let's dive into this because the main elements of the provisional agreement compared to the initial commission proposal, basically this is actually uh, interesting changes because it's been summarized essentially as this. And I went directly to essentially the definitions of this from that release. So rules on high impact general purpose AI models that can cause systemic risk in the future, as well as high risk AI systems are now in play here in terms of how they are basically governed. A revised system of governance with some enforcement powers at the EU level have also been included in this as well. On top of that, an extension of the list of prohibitions, but with the possibility to use remote biometric identification by law enforcement authorities in public spaces that are subject to safeguard, basically subjected to safeguards from this agreement. On top of it, better protection of rights through the obligation for deployers of high-risk AI systems to conduct a fundamental rights impact assessment prior to putting the AI system into use. And so, Basically, I went directly to the language to get a lot of this information because, and I quote, to ensure that the definition of an AI system provides sufficiently clear criteria for distinguishing AI from similar software programs, the compromise agreement aligns with the definition, uh, basically with the approach proposed by the OECD, that is the oversight committee there. Now, that is actually in, in incredibly important to understand because softwares can use algorithms, but not necessarily be classified as an artificial intelligence. And so clarifying this of what does and does not apply to areas outside basically the scope of EU law is a rather important thing. On top of this, they also mentioned that Artificial Intelligence Act will not apply to systems that are used exclusively for military or defense purposes. On top of this, the agreement provides that the regulation would not apply to AI systems used for the sole purpose of research and innovation or for people using artificial intelligence for non-professional reasons. And so with that, 
here's the language that they essentially they came up with on some of the key provisions. And this is not comprehensive, but these are the ones I really took note of. So classification of AI systems as high risk and prohibited AI practices. Now the compromise agreement provides for a horizontal layer of protection, including a high risk classification. And for the record, we're way off the AP article now. So basically uh, it includes uh, a horizontal layer of protection, including a high risk classification to ensure that AI systems are not likely to cause serious fundamental rights violations or significant risks that are not currently captured. AI systems presenting only limited risk would be subjected to very light transparency obligations. For example, disclosing that the content was AI generated so users can make informed decisions on further use. A wide range of high risk AI systems would be authorized, but subject to a set of requirements and obligations in order to gain access to the EU market. So if you're developing an AI anywhere in the world outside of the EU that is considered high risk, you basically have to have it vetted and classified by the EU before you're able to bring it into the European Union economic area. So on top of it, they have law enforcement exceptions to this rule. So considering the specificities of law enforcement authorities and their need to preserve their ability to use AI in their work, several changes to the commission proposal were also agreed on relating to the use of AI systems. So subject to appropriate safeguards, those changes are meant to reflect the needs to respect the confidentiality and sensitive operational data in relation to law enforcement activities. So the example they give is an emergency procedure was introduced allowing law enforcement agencies to deploy a high-risk tool that had not passed the conformity assessment procedure in the case of urgency. However, a specific mechanism has also been introduced to ensure that fundamental rights will be sufficiently protected against any misuse of AI systems. In other words, the cops can't basically say, this is urgent, we need a high-risk system that has not been vetted by the EU, oh my god, we need it now. It goes in, and then they start using it for malfeasance, meaning even if they're putting it in an emergency, there's going to be a review process. On top of this, as regards to the use of real-time remote biometric identification systems in publicly accessible places, uh, such as like let's say cameras that you know are taking recognition with AI, et cetera, et cetera, the provisional agreement clarifies the objectives where such use is strictly necessary for law enforcement purposes and for which law enforcement authorities should therefore be exceptionally allowed to use the systems. Now, here's going to be the interesting thing. Look at London, for example, which for the record, they did Brexit, so they're not part of the EU. But London, like many metropolitan major cities, is absolutely blanketed with cameras. So is that acceptable because, well, we need a camera on every street for law enforcement purposes because there may or may not be a crime there? Or are they then subjecting, let's say, areas that have higher crime to cameras, in which case is that a violation in some way, shape or form of civil rights of, let's say, people that live in lower income areas or maybe minorities? These are things that really need to, need to be looked at. Now, the compromise uh, agreement provides for additional safeguards and limits. Uh, basically limits those exceptions to cases of victims of certain crimes, prevention of genuine present or foreseeable threats, such as terrorist attacks and searches for people suspected of most serious crimes as well. Meaning if you're seeing a potential terrorist on the on this on your AI or AI is picking one up, then there are exceptions to that rule. And there's more to this. But those were some of the most interesting and key provisions, I thought, of the Artificial Intelligence Act. The real question I have through this entire thing, though, is, great, the economic union or the, I'm sorry, the economic area of the EU is basically putting these into place for all 27 member states. 
However, it stays within their borders. Unlike GDPR, it doesn't go through the world. And so that's a different different issue. And GDPR still protects uh, basically EU citizens wherever they are in the world. But the AI Act that they have does not. Now, I, the other thing I thought was interesting, too, is... This is probably going to be picked up and modeled in the same way that like cybersecurity frameworks like NIST have been basically ripped off and modeled around the world. It's a very collaborative process in cybersecurity or technology. But the real question is, what happens to those players that aren't putting rules around them, laws around them, etc.? I mean, Russia, I'm looking at you. China, I'm looking at you. North Korea, etc., etc. And as they continue to get high technology, and I recently did a video slash podcast slash radio segment on the Chinese gaining access to some of the most advanced artificial intelligence hardware on the planet through the, through the United Arab Emirates, these are things that we have to consider because while we may have rules that govern, let's say, the use of it for many of the populations around the world, not everybody is going to adhere to that. And I think that's a very serious problem. And so rules are great. Governance is great. I think it helps stifle the development, less terminators, more innovation, et cetera, et cetera. But nevertheless, these are things that we really need to address. And so here we are. I'll leave it for that. But the, but the EU has created the artificial intelligence uh, governing rules, and we're going to see what happens. And I'd love to hear what you think about it, especially if you live in an EU member country. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.